folks, good evening and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate some of the more recent and past cryptid and uh, unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters. Uh, also detail current and past investigations. So thanks for joining me. Now, if you have a question, uh, you can ask right after each reading. Just put it in caps and Vincent will pull it up for me. Or we can wait to the end of the show, however you want to do it. So um, I thank you for joining me. So uh, Fans of Monsters radio channel is made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and by you sharing our programming, uh, liking every, liking the show. Also, feel free to leave comments. Kind of helps the algorithm, but i like to know what you are, are thinking about. And if you have questions, feel free to put them up there as well. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are always appreciated. And um, buy me a coffee link and banner are also shown below and up onto the top of the, the page. So um, thanks for your consideration. So we're going to start off tonight with uh, an interesting one, actually. Uh, it was a witness in upstate New York. You had noticed a dead deer along the Appalachian Trail, so they had walked past it, but later came back. And when they did, they observed a pig-like humanoid feeding on the carcass. Now, he still has no idea what this was. But they wrote to me, I live in upstate New York near a relatively high-traffic hiking trail that runs along the stream for a portion. Uh, I believe this was along the Appalachian Trail. And... Um, in mid March, I mean, from what where he told me it was at, uh, in mid March 2021, I noticed a dead deer near the stream. Pretty common in our area, especially in the wintertime. So I went for a walk yesterday evening and I passed where the deer was and I saw something that's been really messing with me since. Something was crouched over the dead deer. It looked like a pig, but large, the size of a grown man with loose, saggy skin. Its whole face was kind of saggy and leaking out of its nose and eyes. I worked with livestock before, so I know what pigs look like, and this pig was all the wrong shape. Its body was swollen, its back legs were splayed out so I could see that they were really long. It, it, I could also see that it had virtually no hair, just smooth skin. It was sitting on its back haunches near the deer. And by the time I got close enough to see it, it was staring at me totally still. I had a sick certainty that it noticed me way before I noticed it. I was standing like 20 foot away, still basically on the trail. And I was just, it was just staring at me. The deer carcass was kind of everywhere, like it had been messily eating at it. Uh, while I was watching the pig raise both its front legs, and I saw that they ended not in cleft feet, but in large hands, like human hands. It reached into the deer and just ripped off a chunk from its side, raised it up to its snout, and ate it out of its hands. All this went down in a matter of seconds, and as soon as I saw its hands, I just turned back the way I came on the trail walked away as fast as I could. I wanted to run, but I was afraid it might chase me, so I went back to where it came. I came in just trying to stay calm. It was the worst walk of my life. I'm afraid to look 
behind me because I was so scared I would see the pig follow me on on his you know on his hands. But I made it out and uh, I ran across the parking lot to my car. Now I'm just trying to understand this encounter. I want to believe my mind was playing tricks on me, but I haven't found anything on the internet about this creature. Please, if anybody has seen something like this to let me know, any leads would be appreciated. Now, he also came back and said it didn't make any sounds at all. Its skin looked tan or taut, but that could have been from the light. Its eyes were very small, but I couldn't tell much about them because they were kind of obscured by the loose skin around them and above them. Now, I don't know what he saw. I mean, that this is something different could this have been some type of i don't know could it have been a wild pig that was just oversized but with hands i I don't know it's pretty bizarre um morley asked have you ever received other reports of pig-like creatures yeah i have (laughs) i I received actually historical wise there have been a lot of pig humanoids in history in other words, people that had pig-like faces, pig-like heads, uh, it does pop up once in a while. Why that is, I don't know. But uh, if you look into uh, the history of Great Britain, or look at pig, pig people, or go to my blog and put pig people into the search, and it'll come up because I've written about this. So, uh, yeah, there have been. So the next account is where a witness describes in detail their recent encounter with a hunched humanoid wolf that crossed the road in front of their vehicle. Now, was this a werewolf or some type of version of a dogman? Um, they stated this is a really odd story of how I came to see a literal dogman last night, which was an August 1st of this year. This was just about a a week and a half ago. At around midnight, I live in a neighborhood by the way near Newport, Oregon, but we are on the edge of a large forest behind our house, so not completely rural. Funny part of the story, so I set a live trap for a mouse last night. Uh, Catch and release, I can't stand the horned mice. I triggered, it triggered at midnight and the loud pop of the door woke me up. I decided I didn't want to just leave him in the cage all night waiting for morning. I could hear him trying to chew through the wires and I didn't want to torture him. So um, when he's te- you know, trying to attempt to get out. So I decided I'd just take it out myself immediately. So instead of releasing the mouse in the yard, uh, I always go about three miles away into the forested area. Now, I'm not cruel enough to just release him by someone else's house, thus causing mouse problems. Yeah, irrelevant info, I know. So, um, but before I even got to my car to transport the mouse, my stomach started hurting like never before. It was a horrible foreboding feeling that was almost telling me something terrible was about to happen. Uh, There was no reason for my stomach to just suddenly start screaming in pain. I, I sense I never have stomach problems like this. It's exceedingly rare. I just don't get stomach aches. But this was painful on a scale that was so strange. I just kept getting so deep sense of something being wrong. 
So I got in the car with the little cage going down the street. It was literally a one block away from my house that I instantly slowed the, on the brakes because of something enormous on the side of the road. At first, I thought this was the tallest dog I've ever seen. It's so what was blacker than night. As I slowed my car from maybe 20 miles an hour to 10 miles an hour, it suddenly came out onto the street and uh, walked across the street in front of my car. It wasn't running, but it wasn't going slow either. I suddenly realized it was no ordinary dog, but I knew it wasn't a bear either because I, it didn't have much of a belly. Uh, this was three to four times the size of a wolf, and so I can confirm it was not a wolf. What I saw looked like a humanoid literally hunched over on all fours, back erect in a hunch, um, moving with pace across the road. The head was distinctively wolf-like and enormous. It literally looked like a giant wolf head. The being had jet black fur, as black as hair can get, and the legs were lanky. My brain literally froze. Instantly, I began rationalizing. But it was fairly impossible to rationalize what I had just seen. The closest thing I can compare this to would be the, the werewolf from Harry Potter from, you know, when Professor Lupin turns into one. All I can think is, how they, did they know? They nearly, it, that's nearly identical to what this thing looked like as it hunched over and walked on all fours. It's horrifying. It was literally quite accurate to looking like the exact CGI rendering in the movie. On all fours, its backside probably was about four to four and a half foot in height, the head higher, easily reaching five feet. Now, again, there was no way this was a bear or other regular beast. We're, you know, we're familiar with as humans. There was nothing familiar about it. To anyone who might say, well, it was just a really large dog that was sick at hunts, definitely not. It was bigger than the largest breed I've ever seen. And to be over four foot in height at the back, not the head, while hunched over, that's definitely not a regular dog. Impossible to be a bear as none are that skinny. And a humanoid aspect of it could not be denied. You could tell that if it wanted to, it could have easily stood up on two legs. What's more insane is that I could feel its energy. The energy was dark, oppressive, and really just a sense of danger swept over me. It had a very otherworldly energy about it. I so slowly continued driving and quickly stared over to the left side of the road as I was passing to see where it had gone. I was able to see its silhouette by a bush looking back at me, watching me pass. I didn't want to stop. I was scared. I went on with my mission to release the mouse, but I can tell you this, when I got home, I ran into the garage, shut the garage door as quickly as possible. I was pan panicked and truly terrified. When you know what you saw, you know what you saw, they always say. Uh, I also know my mind didn't just fill in the blanks or hallucinate this. Now, last night I looked up accounts of dogmen, wanted to find people's descriptions drawing very identical to what I had witnessed. What are the odds of this? Now I'm convinced it's real. Never thought of a wild dream I'd see something like this. So uh, did this uh, did this person encounter a dogman? It does sound kind of cartoonish as Ozzy Oddity states. Um, but, you know, I'll be honest, you know, some of the sightings we've even got recently here in Pennsylvania, 
have that kind of cartoonish look to it. Uh, you know, many of the sightings we've gotten here in, in PA kind of remind you of that of a, uh, a hyena, and most of the witnesses kind of state that as well. Even even uprights, they got that hyena look to them. So uh, I don't know what this person saw, but it's not very much different than some of the stuff we we've had reported to us in the past. So continuing on. Now, we'll, while, while living in rural Clearfield County, Pennsylvania, which is uh, north central Pennsylvania, a former resident recalls an encounter his family had at home with a massive hyena-like canine after hearing a loud ruckus on the front porch. Now, uh, I kind of ran into this account. This was forwarded to me by somebody else. I didn't really think much of it, but I kind of looked into it. And since this was many moons ago, it was almost 40, 45 years ago. Uh, it's interesting, but Clearfield County is very well known for these upright canine sightings, even, even regular dogman sightings. So anyway, the, uh, the witness states, this occurred in 1977 in the Madera community of Clearfield County, Pennsylvania. I was a young team at the time. We lived in a house in a heavily forest area the heavily forest hills above Madera. There were very few residents in our neighborhood. The location was incredibly isolated. My grandfather would frequently go on patrols with the local officer who worked for the game commission. I bring this up because of this reaction when we had our encounter, which is the reason why I'm bringing this out. He was a large man. He took a lot to shake his confidence. My grandpa would walk outdoors at night with nothing but a pitchfork to frighten away a bear. He would often just shake our, our heads at him. We, he was familiar with the local wildlife and understood that what the routines were. He could predict weather and other stuff and so on. Anyway, on this particular evening, we were awakened by a loud ruckus that took place close to our front porch. We had outdoor cats who liked to hang out on the porch. And if a raccoon or other animal came near the porch, uh, they'd make a racket or they just run away. The noise they made as they dispersed was rather loud, now, which is why we were awakened by, I can still hear my grandpa giving one of his signature irritated sighs because he was forced to get up and check out what was going on outside. Uh, we were all listening closely for the sound of the door being closed. Instead, we heard our grandpa let out a loud roar this and every one of us scurrying for the stairs. He was keeping his distance from the entrance while holding the rifle in his hand. And the expression on his face might best be described as fearful. As I've already said, nothing seemed to frighten Grandpa. As the sight of what of that description on his face causes, caused all of us to stand there feeling unsure. This monster which was outside on the porch, was gazing straight back at us, displayed absolutely no fear at all. In fact, I recall having the thought that it was furious. But upon close inspection, it merely seemed cruel. It was definitely not a dog, but rather a canine of some kind. It had the appearance of a hyena from the front shoulders all the way back to the head. Um, but the rear end was much smaller than the um, the front shoulders and the head. Uh, 
I don't think I ever noticed there was a tail there. The fur had an unusual appearance <clears throat> that was patchy and shaggy all throughout. It sim simply didn't look like fur. It's difficult to describe. The nose was neither very long or very narrow. Rather, it was short but somewhat large. The, uh, the whole of the body was enormous. It was nearly as wide as our porch from the rear of its head to the front of the body. Uh, taking this into account, it would have been at least seven foot long. It stood there staring at us, then turned and looked towards our barn, then back at us again. Now, after that, it went a few steps very slowly before turning and running away. It happened so quickly that all I could see was a smear of color, then it was gone. We all stood there for a moment before our mother asked her, our father, our grandfather, what was going on, and at which point our grandfather shouted for us to hurry up and you know, go up the stairs. Uh, he did not even bother to go outside to check on the animals since he remained awake the whole night. Strangely enough, we never brought it up in conversation. After that, nobody ever mentioned it again. It was a really special place to live, and I was fortunate enough to spend most of my life there. But I was relieved to leave the area when I became older since many of the occurrences that took place that were puzzling to me and could not be explained. So like I said earlier, these um, these hyena-like uh, canines, pretty well known in Pennsylvania, especially in more recent years, that was probably the oldest one I've ever run across. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and of course, we're looking into... We're looking into about five sightings right now. One or two that are really, really interesting. And uh, we just had a, uh, several of us just had a conference call with the witness just the other night. So we're trying to get all of us together to go out to the French Creek State Park area where this thing was seen. So uh, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I'm quite sure we're going to have more for you when we get more. In, and I did post something on Facebook that when I do get more information on this this sighting at French Creek, Berks County, I, I will be posting it and I'll be posting on the blog. So here's an interesting one. Now, a witness in Santiago, Chile is on a terrace and observes a large gargoyle-like being flying towards him. As it approaches, he noticed that it had a human body or animal in its grasp. Now, this was actually reported by Albert Rosales a few years ago. I had just seen, I you know, it, it happened back in December of 1999, but this was the first time I had heard about it. Uh, the main witness, MJ, was visiting the house of some friends located on El Bosque Street near Picuro section on the fourth floor apartment. After having dinner, he stepped out onto the terrace, which was the balcony, and began taking in the view of the nearby Corredero, um, nearby Corredero. Uh, totally relaxed, he perceived at a distance of about 1,000 to 1,500 meters. And at about 100 to 300 meters in altitude, a large red object that appeared to be approaching, which at first he thought was a small plane, or more exactly, an old two-seater vintage model, which were used a lot during the 50s. 
he was curious as to why such an aircraft would be flying so low. Concerned, he thought that the pilot was lost as it was flying dangerously close to the buildings. Moments as the uh, object came closer, the witness was stunned to see that the wings appeared to be flapping up and down. The wings were long, approximately four meters in length. Stunned, he could now see that the object was really some type of red-colored winged creature, which appeared to be zigzag, going in a zigzagging motion, always following the same track. Now, suddenly, the strange creature was now in front of the witness at a distance of about 50 meters, but maintaining the same height parallel to the street below. At, his, uh, at this point, the witness noticed that the creature's body appeared to be divided into two sections. The top section was less maneuverable and more rigid, while the bottom section was in constant motion. Terrified, the witness thought he could make out a huge claw-like protrusions on the creature's feet, which appeared to be indeed carrying something which the witness thought could have been a human body. As the creature flew by, moving swiftly away from the witness, he remembers that there was a large window on the other side of the apartment from which he could still be able to see the bizarre flying creature. So he yelled to his friends, UFO, UFO, and ran towards the window. He managed to catch a glimpse of the creature again, but in an instant it vanished behind some of the buildings. Now, his observation lasted about 30 to 40 seconds. Later, the witness commented, what he had seen with close friends in contact with the source, convinced that he had seen some type of gargoyle-type creature carrying a helpless victim, which the witness admitted it could have been just a large animal, so we hope it was. So that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, the thing that interested me about this was this thing was segmented. In other words, it seemed like the upper body was very still, and maybe the legs or the hips and stuff were moving a lot. You know, that's very similar to some of the sightings we had had in Chicago where people had close encounters with this thing, where this thing would be hovering in front of them and the legs and the hips would be vibrating. And in fact, they could actually feel the vibration. So uh, maybe that's what it was doing. I don't know. But uh, it's a pretty interesting aspect of this sighting. Uh, so if any, does anybody have any questions on that? Let's see anything. Okay. So this next one, two sisters were along the river near their home in southeast Alabama when they encountered an extremely tall, black, shaggy-haired female Bigfoot. The beast began screaming and chased the girls home. Uh, this is another one I just received not long ago. There's an older case. Uh, my mother and my aunt tell this story, and my grandfather can attest to it. I figured I'd share it with you to see how it lines up with other accounts. Now, when my mom was a young girl in the 1960s, they lived in uh, a pretty remote area of southeast Alabama near the border uh, of Florida. It was near a river where they would sometimes go to fish and swim. Now, one day, her and her sister went to the river and, cl and claimed they saw something. It had its back turned to them, and they initially thought it was a bear. It had shaggy black hair and was hunched over as if, as if it was drinking from the river. Now, bears are not unheard of in this area. They're very rare as far south. She says that when they saw 
it, her sister yelped and it turned around and saw them. That's when they realized that it wasn't a bear. Now, according to them, it stood about eight to nine foot tall, was covered in shaggy black hair except for its breast, which they said were saggy and hairless. So apparently it was a female. Its face was human-like, but with a big flat nose and large teeth, which they saw because it started screaming and began rushing towards them. They described the way it ran as sort of ape-like, swinging its arms wide and sort of lurching from side to side. Now, they both started running home and say that it was chasing them on the road until the neighbor's dog ran out of its yard and began barking and chasing it away. At this point, it ran into the woods by the roadside. They ran all the way home and told my grandfather who got his gun and went down to the river, but he didn't see anything. He recalls them showing up and telling him what they saw. So that part is most definitely true. They called her the witch, as this was before Bigfoot. It was a big cultural thing, and they didn't really know what else to call it back then. So um, that's not unusual. Some of the old Bigfoot stories before the Bigfoot moniker started coming out. Of course, you get the wild man and all that. But since this was a female, I guess they maybe they thought it was a witch. I don't know. Um, mood medicine for how many Sasquatch reports have you gotten this year alone? <laughs> I wish I knew. I probably get two or three a day. Uh, many of them are fairly brief, but I do. Uh, I do get quite a deal. Quite a mounted on them. I mean, I have a lot of sent to me from other investigators. So, but I'd say two or three a day on the average. I mean, sometimes I'll get a, a dozen or more. I mean, it just depends. Uh, you know, more recently, <clears throat> it seems that the um, the Bigfoot phenomenon has been <clears throat> more uh, more in the minds of people, I guess. And uh, we've been getting, uh, and everybody I've talked to, even even Stan, has been getting a lot of different sightings of Bigfoot. Now, I don't know why that is, but uh, they have been out there. Uh, let's see. Okay, let me go into the next one. Now, two hikers in the Jefferson National Forest in Virginia experienced a strange sensation along with a loud metal-on-metal -metal sound. They black out, then awake two hours later in their vehicle. <clears throat> now, my partner and I are avid hikers. One July, we went to on a trip and decided to camp on the, the spot we love just west of the Shenandoah National Forest. It's quiet off the beaten path and offers absolutely spectacular views of both Shenandoah and portions of George Washington National Forest to the west. Now, the first day and evening of the trip itself were nice and uneventful, though we didn't sleep super well because of the humidity. The, um, the next morning, we decided to go for a hike in a portion of the Jefferson National Forest we never been before. It comp comprised of ATV trails and about a dozen campsites, but has the trails that lead to an old fire tower we always want to check out. We want, always wanted to check out. It was about a 45-minute drive from our campsite, mostly on back roads. And when we got there, the first thing that struck that stuck out to us was how empty the campsites were. We actually didn't camp there the night before because we had heard the site had usually, was usually packed and we knew we wouldn't be arriving early enough to in the weekend to get a spot. There were only two spots taken 
and one was a desiccated tent and a bunch of garbage. It looked like somebody had been there for a while, but it was more deserted when we arrived. But it was deserted when we arrived. In the other, there was a young woman, I'm guessing in her late teens, setting up a small backpacking tent. There was a truck and one other smaller car in the parking area. Now, we, uh, we parked and started getting our gear together, and the woman approached us to ask if we knew where the trailhead was. I, I told her that we read that it's branched off about 100 yards into one of the ATV tracks, but we weren't completely 100% sure which. But since I was getting such weird vibes in the place, I kind of hoped she'd stick around and go with us to find it, but she just thanked us and took off in the general direction of the trail. Now, we set off and walked up and down a few of the ATV trails until we found the walking path. Uh, we saw two ATVs shoot by us in one point, but otherwise didn't encounter anyone else, including the woman from earlier. It took us about an hour to get to the top of the mountain where the fire tower was. It's an old metal structure, and you have to climb a narrow set of stairs to get to the top of it. Uh, we got up, looked around, took some pictures, started heading down on, so the view was kind of a letdown. About halfway down, we su very suddenly, everything stopped. The birds and the bugs, it was dead silent. I don't know, don't know quite how to put it in these, into words, but it felt like this ancientness of the forest was comforting and crushing us. I felt trapped and cornered in spite of the expanse around us. My partner and I looked at each other and wordlessly started to book it out of there. We started running back to the car, but the feeling only followed us. As we were rounding one of the switchbacks, we heard this unearthly shriek, shriek, like a cross between metal on metal and a choir screaming off key. And we saw something. I just got a glimpse of it before we blacked out. I don't know how to describe it other than it looked huge despite clearly not taking up much physical space and moved in rids and flashes. It didn't have a color. It just felt like evil and emptiness. I probably only proceeded for a half a second before my memory just completely gave way. Now, what we came to were sitting in the car and two hours had passed, double the length of time it took us to get there. I don't know if we had lost consciousness or just somehow blacked out those hours. I learned later the exact same thing had happened to my partner. So both the cars were next to us in the parking lot, and there were still just no, those two tents at the campsite. The woman wasn't in hers, but it looked exactly the same as when she left. I, I think about her all the time, and I have spent a ton of time trying to figure out if someone went missing around that time of our trip. Now, it took a few months for my partner and I to talk about that day. We still love to hike, but honestly, I haven't been able to in the Appalachian Forest since that has happened. I'm curious if others have had experiences like this. Now, you know, once again, this these natural forest parks along the Appalachian Trail, particularly in the Appalachian Mountains, all up and down, um, you know, there's a lot of anomalous activity that's reported, especially in uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, up into Virginia, up into Pennsylvania. So we, we get a lot of weird sightings. Uh, you know, the particular count sounds very similar to a few reports we've received over the years in the Brown Mountain area in North Carolina. 
Um, people have heard about the Brown Mountain Lights. Well, there's a lot of other weird stuff that happens around there, too. And beside the continuous light anomalies, there's just anomalies. There have been just a lot of loud, otherworldly bellowing sounds that seem to come out of the sky. You know, you know, years ago, we used to hear people talking about the um, these unnatural and unknown sounds that seem to bellow out of the sky for no reason at all. Um, but several of these experiencers have had lost time and uh, not, but nothing more than that. So I don't know. Have they been taken? Were they, uh, I don't know, it's just some type of anomaly we really don't have much uh, explanation for. So, you know, that's kind of it as far as the uh, accounts. If you have questions, please feel free to ask, ask them now. Uh, Vincent, I would like to know if, bought, this is from Vivian Via, if Bigfoot is taking the missing 411 into another dimension or to Faye Folk are mostly the suspects. Uh, you know, when David Pilates started reporting on these missing 411 cases, I, I first thought it was Bigfoot, honestly. But as time has passed now for the past decade or so, I think it's more to do with portals. And uh, I have talked about this on the show before. But uh, and had discussed it in some of our roundtables. But I, I think there's 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 definitely portal activity and associated with it. Yeah, it may be Bigfoot as well. But I, I I think it's more portal people going into portals portals inadvertently, not knowing it, having lost time and such. So um, I think that's what I think that's the reason behind it. Any more questions? Put it up there, Vincent. How many dogmen sightings have you gotten in New York State? Got a few. Um, mostly up in the Adirondacks. Uh, we've had a few up near um, the Niagara area into Canada. Southern Ontario has had quite a few. That area, we've had several up there. Another question? Uh, moon medicine for any crazy reports in the Anirondacks. My mom likes to camp there a lot. Yeah, the Anirondacks offer uh, quite a few anomalies. Bigfoot, upright canines, uh, fey folk, little folk. We get up in near Cooperstown, that area up in there. We've had a lot of little people sightings up there. So, uh, yeah, Adirondacks do have quite a few strange anomalies going on. Plus, there's been some big cats seen up there, too. Amber asks, have there been any water-related monsters beings reported? Not lately, especially here in the United States. Of course, you, you get something from Lake Loch Ness every once in a while. But as far here in the U.S., we don't get a whole lot of it. Occasionally, somebody will come up with something. If you look into the old reports... Uh, there are some lakes where people say there are actually monsters, you know, Lake Champlain. Uh, there are a few lakes up in uh, Wisconsin. People say there are monsters. There's the um, out west, several in Idaho, Colorado, especially in California, where there have been sightings of um, actually wing beings that come out of the water at some point. So, uh, but more recently, no, we haven't had much at all. I can't even remember any actual. 
Uh, the only thing I, I know of or, um, you know, what we've been talking about is the standard fare. Uh, I don't get a whole lot of reports about, um, about wing, you know, about uh, aquatic monsters is all, but occasionally we do. Uh, Greg Moyes, any tips on finding a good Bigfoot search area? You know, I know people like to go out looking for Bigfoot. They like to go squatching or whatever you want to call that. And they like going looking for evidence. But I'd say 95% of the sightings are from people who are just out there doing what they do, out there hiking, you know, minding their own business. And they have an introvert, you know, they have a uh, sighting, you know. That's what happens. I, very rarely somebody's going out there to look for something and find something. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to just, you know, dissuade people from going out there and looking for Bigfoot or other creatures. But it rarely happens that way. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I've not really been one to go out looking for stuff. Um, I'm more of those that tries to follow up on something, uh, something somebody has seen. Uh, we get a report, follow up on it, just like what we do with what we do with our cases. So uh, I don't know what area you're in, but uh, each state has its own areas of concentration. So uh, where there have been a lot of reports, so I, I would guess areas where there are a lot of reports that you'd look at. So we got anything else? Jose Sanchez, have any of the missing people ever been reported to have returned again? Yeah, most of them return. Um, most of the times, it's, they, they return someplace other than where they were taken at, sometimes many miles away. Uh, but occasionally, we have one that the person never shows up or is just never heard from again. It does happen. So... Um, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, where do these people go? What happens? We don't know. But uh, I do believe that these are these are portals. And uh, do they go to another dimension? Do they go to another reality? You know, who knows? But uh, I, I, you know, they talk about, I've heard people talk about going into a portal and uh, coming out or going into an area that looks very similar to where they came from. But there's just something different about it. So I think those are probably alternate realities. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Zen Wen, Arizona. Any dogman sightings in Arizona? I've heard of Bigfoot sightings around the Mongolian uh, Rim and uh, lots of UFO sightings, but I really heard of much about other sightings in the area. Yeah, we have, uh, we have cryptic canines in Arizona. It's especially in northern Arizona. I've, I've actually posted two or three in the past couple months. Uh, most of the time, they're seen along the roadway. If they're coming down from uh, from Utah or coming down into Arizona along those highways, they just inadvertently see them on the side of the road. But there have been sightings. Okay, I just want to say hi to uh, William Nighthawk. He's in there tonight. Thanks for coming in. I thank everybody for coming in. 
And uh, now if you have an unexplained encounter or sighting, feel free to contact me through the Phantoms of Monsters blog site. Um, you can also send it here to the show and uh, uh, Vincent will put the, the, um, put the email up there. Uh, you know, I thank each and all of you for coming in, watching and chatting. Please share, please like, and please leave comments. Uh, your support's what makes this possible. So if you have a sighting encounter report and would like to have it considered for personal reports, let me know and uh, send it to lawnstrickerfamsandmonsters.com. Now, this Friday night, Fans of Monsters Radio is going to present a Hauntings and Malevolent Entities Roundtable with our guests Jason McLean, Richard Michella, and Amy Major, and Bernadette Daniel will be co-hosting with me as well. So it should be a very interesting show. So, uh, yeah, so until then, stay healthy, have a safe, enjoyable weekend. Good night.